Hello everybody, uh, I'm Amshuman Gupta. I cover pharma and healthcare at Investec Capital. We are starting a pharma expert series with industry veteran Shakti Chakraborty. Uh, all of you know him very well, but just briefly, uh, he has been a veteran in the pharma sector. Uh, he has led a successful and greatly accomplished career spanning more than four decades with major pharma giants like Aristo, Elkem, Mukhar and Lupin. Before starting his own venture of Gov Life Sciences, Mr. Shakti was Lupin's India business head for 17 years, where he scaled up the company's business to new heights. Uh, we have seen the legacy actually continues at Lupin and India business continues to grow very well. Uh, welcome, sir. Uh, we are extremely grateful that you have taken time to conduct this call. Uh, I'm sure you understand that a lot of us want to know more about what's happening with the Indian pharma business during this COVID crisis. So I would, I would want you to start with maybe a, you know, just a brief overview of what's happening and then we could move to Q&A. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you very much for the introduction. I mean, I, I mean, as I see uh, this market right now, I mean, if you must have seen that in the month, during the month of March, uh, the market did not come as much. I think there was, right, there's two or three things happening as I see. One is that there is a, Panic in the market in the minds of people in terms of their overall health. There was this COVID-19 scare. So what happened in the beginning was that people started stocking their uh, their regular, uh, you know, chronic care stocks like cardiovascular or anti-diabetic. Those things they were buying, and then they are also buying some discretionary items like disinfectants or sanitizers and masks and all that. So I'm not covering that part. We have seen a spike in the business of these hand sanitizers and uh, disinfectants and uh, masks and all that. That should not be really a pure pharma place, so that apart, we have seen that there was a real spike, there was a real, uh, what should I say, uh, growth or traction in the sales of all cardiovascular uh, antidiabetic, chronic care, respiratory inhalers, etc. People scared, got scared that maybe they will not be getting the supplies. But at the same time, we also saw that the, the, the acute care area, in the area of antibacterials, uh, gastrointestinals, etc., the sales started dropping. Uh, so in a scenario like this, what uh, we, we would be observing is that if the, uh, as the lockdown is uh, continuing, so naturally there are two segments. One is the hospital segment, the other is the private clinic segment. Now, many doctors, I think most of the doctors in India uh, are not practicing sitting in the clinics now, excepting, you know, places like Assam or some remote parts of the Pradesh and all. People are mostly staying, doctors are staying uh, at home and consulting their patients, uh, on, uh, you know, on telephone. So, and what they can do through telephone? They cannot really check a patient, they cannot uh, clinically uh, see a patient. So they can do only follow-up therapy. So patients were already on therapy, so they were they're giving them uh, some advices. Then you buy this, buy that. Most of most of the cases they are continuing with the old prescriptions. So we we are not. If I look at one is where if I look at the total retail sales, there is one part. The other one is if I look at the prescription generation. To my mind, I don't have data in my hand, but whatever I am talking to doctors that I am getting that new prescriptions are not getting generated now. Very less. I mean, I'm talking about in the trade sector, not in the hospital sector. And most of the hospitals now are also busy in tackling, uh, you know, some many of them are in COVID cases and many of the hospitals are not working full-time. Uh, so there is a dislocation in the infrastructure also. You know, in Mumbai, some of the hospitals have already been cordoned off. Uh, they are also they also come under this COVID crisis. So uh, overall, what we are watching is that the number of patients flow is also less. This could be due to one one reason is that there is lack of pollution. People are not going out. There is wintering distance. So natural infections are less. Only you are getting the number of cases which are really really acute in terms of a myocardial infarction or a heart attack and stuff like that. See, they only are going to hospitals. Uh, surprisingly, the number of deaths, total deaths have gone down. I mean, if you look at statistics, 
there are people who are uh, you know conducting funerals and all those they are saying they are also not getting as many cases so coming back to the uh, what would i say the prognosis of the market how it is going to look like i feel that uh, this q1 uh, will definitely have uh, negative uh, domestic sales that is my take or maybe Uh, in a very small thing, digit like one two percent, or maybe negative, because we are not seeing uh, the acute care segment other than painkillers and cough syrups and all. All the other sales are going down. You know, nobody is coming to a clinic, nobody is going to the doctor. So this is what is happening. Now going forward, as I see, is that definitely from if at all we 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 are. Uh, Having an unanimous uh, this thing agreement that okay all right from June things are going to be okay. So the June quarter, June July, uh, not June quarter, and from June onwards, July, August, September quarter definitely will uh, look much better. Uh, but overall, this year this uh, industry is going for uh, real uh, domestic business is going for uh, you know a contraction uh, as I see that. It was growing more or less on an average 10-11 percent. I don't think that the business is going to be uh, growing more than, say, to my mind, about 3-4 percent. That is my take on this. Will you see chronic actually growing, or you think it will be more? No, so I, I think you see whatever spike that you saw in the month of June, the month of March, or, or you know, before this COVID crisis came into force, uh, the spike that you saw. I mean, it may be in the month of March, or maybe in the first week of April also. Uh, it will it will definitely die down. It it cannot be there because people have stopped for about three months. There are people stopped two months. So I think it is going to taper taper out. You know, it's not going to be the same. Uh, I that is one part. The other part, of course, I want to say also is the part of logistics. Uh, you know, what is happening is that uh, many many people, many companies are unable to supply their stocks to the end point of the pharmacy. That also is a problem happening right now, which I did not mention before. Is uh, so what has what is happening? The two things are happening. There are many companies who many pharmacies who are substituting uh, with the generic products. Uh, that also is happening now. So, you know, many many uh, it's very difficult for uh, you know from the manufacturing side. To get the stock up to the level of the uh, carrying forwarding agent or the central warehouse, and from there the supply to the uh, different go-downs, uh, different depots, from depots to distributors, distributors to so the supply chain is pretty complicated here in pharmaceuticals. That also is uh, creating a lot of problems for a lot of companies. And uh, so on one side we are seeing the spike also in generics. Yeah, tell me. You rightly mentioned that there is a supply side issue as well as a demand side issue. So, yeah. what do you think right now is a bigger issue uh, from right now? Right, right now, you see, I mean, I mean, it's very difficult to get away. But I mean, see, for larger companies uh, who are uh, bigger companies, they have their arrangements. Other companies, even they have hired local ambulances. You know, mm-hmm. surprise, you know. Like Lucid, for example, they have hired ambulances and all that. So, in that, they're talking. Because there are a lot of other hindrances. You are taking a, a small mini van and then trying to supply stocks from here, and the police comes and blocks you. So you don't have very people, many transporters, small transporters who come forward to take your stocks. So the supply side also is pretty, pretty much. But then large companies, as I have spoken to many of them, like Transforma and uh, you know Lupin, etc., they're managing somehow. So it is not as big a problem. Supply is okay now. There is no problem. Demand will be a problem. Demand will be a problem, as I say, because you see, the doctor, doctor community is uh, scared. They are also uh, they also do not know how to open their uh, clinics, uh, how to go about uh, maintaining distances, etc., etc. Uh, so there, there is a scare in the mind. I won't use the word scare. I mean, there is uh, apprehension in the mind of the doctors also. So what is happening, as I said some time back, is that new prescriptions are not getting generated. You are more or less kind of uh, refilling your old prescriptions. Right. So I mean, I, I think you mentioned briefly about larger companies versus smaller companies. So what do you think? Are these smaller companies going to face a lot of? They are going to face. They are going to face a lot of problems. 
not only yeah, not only from supply side but i think from a uh, from a working capital perspective what should you what's going to happen to yeah, yeah. Well, it's given the pressure i mean you know this uh, because the fixed cost is pretty high you see or marketing cost one can try to kind of taper down and all that but the fixed cost is very very pretty high i think in terms of percentage for the smaller companies so what do we see that you see that lot of smaller companies might uh, if at all the government doesn't support properly lot of smaller companies will have to struggle in terms of maintaining their working capital needs etc uh, and uh, they might go uh, they might go belly up you know you never know that there is a possibility of that as well so there is a possibility of stronger consolidation you know that what was happening before because it was indian business is highly fragmented but in the fragmentation also uh, now because of this crisis is going to give it give a boost to further consolidation of business uh, among the top 20 25 30 50 companies you know so that is going to happen so thank you for the opportunity sir how do you see the long term uh you know change in doctor engagement both with respect to patients and with medical rest uh any thoughts there beyond this you know initial uh, lockdown impact but longer term do you see any impact in the way doctors engage any thoughts there with yeah, patients as well as with medical rest? yeah yeah that see there are two things are is a very good question that you are asking see uh one is that if you talk about now sir talk about the medical rest The medical reps are all saying they are all saying at home they cannot go out and meet doctors. They are if you so there are a lot of what should I say interface between the management and the medical reps through uh, uh, the Zoom etc. Now the point is that they are all raring to go out in the market and work. That is in their mind. But you know if you are keeping a field force, if you are keeping a car in, in your garage for two months. the battery goes down so one is that what a few of the medical reps who are not in the habit of going out in the market for quite some time we need to recharge actually and it's difficult because when they go out to the market maybe sometime in the month of june it will be too hot to go out <laughs> this is this is all my personal uh, what to say i have tested that this is my uh, what to say my assumption is that one on one side you also will need to have a very strong management to kind of really uh inspire or charge the people to go out and meet the doctors so there is one part the other part is as they go to the go and meet the try to meet the doctors there there will be rejections doctors by and large will not rather like to meet medical reps now i mean if for the month of june you will be there will be that hangover in their mind baba these people are moving It, in different places and all that and coming and meeting us they might pollute and they might you know so there is one side is the uh, rejection from the doctor side they might not like to engage with medical reps because you see at the end of the day the medical representatives they do not carry anything new for the doctors if you ask me a medical representative of an indian pharma company they go and talk about the same product in different brand names the doctors don't have anything to lose uh in terms of not getting a doctor meeting a medical rep so i see that there are many of the doctors who be having uh some controls you know in terms of number of medical reps uh, that they would uh, rather like to meet per day etc they will be keeping a uh, lot of what to say uh, maybe sign board some board outside i will not meet uh, more than two or three medical reps per day so this kind of things may come i do not know because we have not seen the seen it as of now but i can feel it because the doctors who have lost their practice for two months so they have lost their money as well you know so they have, so they are hungry also many of them who are in the in their 40s and 50s these doctors are hungry for money as well the practice is gone so they will be more busy in terms of thinking about how do i you know kind of make my clinic uh, aseptic how would i maintain my clinic uh, you know uh, or sanitize and how can i care blah, blah blah all these covid related things will be there in their mind for some time now if you say long term now human memory is not as uh, 
long, you know, even memory short, so they get back to the old system once again. Now, I cannot really say whether it is going to bring a totally new norm or not in the area of how we do business. I do not know whether we will ever shake hands with my friend. I do not know that, 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 that future will tell, but it will be there for some time. I mean, I cannot say long term, I cannot say after one year what will happen, but for three, four months at least, there will be hesitancy, there will be rejections, there will be uh, obstacles for the medical reps to go and meet on one side. And as I said, even the medical representatives themselves, they require uh, recharging because they are not worked for some time. They become like discharge batteries now. So, this is my, this is the scenario that I can imagine that, you know, this is the way it, it might uh, pan out when you go to Middle Road. One, one, there is one part. The other part is that doctors will lose interest in the usual marketing activities of the companies. The usual activity of the, um, the marketing, pharma marketing company used to be, number one, medical that goes and they talk about the product to the doctor, one side, other side was, uh, to do a lot of conferences and, you know, uh, CMEs and stuff, where the doctors used to get engaged. Now, they will not like those things to happen now. They will not like any congregation to take place. So, on one side, the pharma companies who are, I should say, listed companies particularly, uh, they will, the profitability will go up. That much I can tell. Revenue definitely might be a little low. Even if the revenue is stagnant, say for example, revenue is stagnant or maybe a percent or two low, but the profitability will go, go up. Because the marketing spend is going to be huge in the hands of these companies. So they will think about what? Everybody is talking about why not using digital platform, this platform. I ask them, how do you want to, what digital platform we are going to use? So the answers more or less are the same, you know, that we will be very, there is no out of the box, there is no disruptive, uh, real disruptive thinking, which is emerging even now on the, on the digital platform, all right, we can address doctors this way, because even now, nowadays, all the companies are trying to contact doctors in webinars, and uh, doctors are sick and tired of the webinars. The moment they say, you will be having a webinar, they say, no, no, we don't want to be, to be enough webinar, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so, what I'm saying is the play right now in the mind of the doctor is going to be more of psychologic, uh, psychological as a human being, not as a, uh, you know, uh, knowledge uh, hankering doctor, you know, who is on the other thinking of what knowledge can I get now. No, no, no. He has got enough knowledge. He knows what to prescribe. So there will be a problem. Sir, how big are these uh, promotion spent? Uh, generally speaking, if you can give a range. No, see, the, the percentage of... Where you are saying that, you know, the, the ones which you think it can be... No, I think, yeah, like, say, for example, uh, I mean, a large company will be having seven, seven to 800 crores in the hand to spend. Oh, that kind of mom, uh, money can yeah, be... Large companies, yeah, so is very much there in the hand. So, that money, uh, I don't know, they might, might be using the, this money in a different way, I don't know, but that definitely will come and help with the bottom line. Okay, understood, sir. And sir, you mentioned hospitals are short. Hospitals, to my mind, was about 8-10% of the overall industry. And also largely towards, you know, these injectables and injectables, etc. That's why they are immaterial. They are not as material. Uh, but they also, they still use a lot of, lot of antibacterial injectables, antibiotic, uh, they, they use. Hmm. Uh, in whichever company sells, that is a different story, but they are using in the hospital or hospital pharmacies. I, I mean, it is not a very, very meaningful uh, it's not as meaningful as what I am trying to say. But what we are seeing is that the general, I mean, if I talk to a doctor, I mean, a remote place like Assam in Tibruzer, I ask a doctor who is number one there. I, he is sitting in his clinic now because it is now green. So I asked him, I mean, tell me how many patients are you getting? He said the number of patients are very, very less. Mm-hmm. Now you ask him, why the patients are less? He said, I do not know why they are less. Maybe still now, because you know, in, in Mumbai is a different different story, but in many other parts, patients, they come from a uh, little bit of remote areas also, right? So they cannot travel even now. 
plus as I said, the, the, the overall health condition might have changed because you, the number of deaths have gone down actually. Understood. Yeah. And sir, you mentioned about new prescriptions. Any sense of how how big a driver is this for the chronic business? You know, new prescriptions. No, even in the chronic business. Now, say for example, I am a chronic I am a chronic patient, so I am taking my medication. Okay. So I will continue taking my medication. So then that business, that my part of this business is going to be uh, it will continue. But the addition of the business will come from new new, new prescriptions only. So, empirically, how big has new prescription or patient growth or new patient recruitment been? So, from chronic care, in a chronic care, there is, uh, we call it uh, the legacy prescriptions, which continue. Uh, so, it is, a, it, is, it is continuing. So, if, if there are 100 patients, they are buying 100 strips uh, per month. That 100 strips they'll be buying all through, okay? So, or maybe there'll be some dropouts. So, even if I say, all right, the 100 uh, prescriptions are getting filled every month. So, you, then it becomes stagnant if at all no, no new is getting created. Are you getting my point? Mm-hmm. If at all I am taking, say, one strip a day, uh, one strip a month, one particular product, are you buying it every month, one, 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 one strip? So, that, then it becomes stagnant. Where is the growth coming? Growth can come once you get new prescriptions. Captivity gives you a security. Captivity or legacy, that gives you a security for chronic care business. One of the main reasons why I started chronic business in Lupin. When I joined Lupin, Lupin was not having any chronic products, not having TB and antibiotics. Today Lupin is existing mainly on chronic care. The acute care business has totally gone down badly. So what I'm saying is, even in chronic care, you need to have additional new prescriptions for growth. Wonderful. Sir, just fundamentally, and this is my last question, fundamentally when you think of the industry, uh, 10% growth, later, you know, 2, 2 to 3% volume growth, 2 to 3% new product, and then 5, 4 to 5% um, price growth. Yeah. Essentially, new products and volume growth is where you are seeing the big uh, pain point. Yeah. Because of all this, uh, you know, no new prescriptions. This is how we should think about it. Yeah, this is what I. This is the way I think. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, your thing. Understood. So, given that new prescription growth may decline, so uh, that will be very critical for acute. So between acute versus chronic going forward, yeah, um, can be decline that can be expected in acute, uh, whereas chronic. Yeah, I mean, because if you analyze it, I mean, if you talk about the entire year. The dent that uh, what has come in the acute care business in the area of antibacterials and stuff like antibacterials and stuff like that, that is going to be there. The impact is very heavy, one. And then it will not grow immediately. It will take time for patients to once again gather and the patients to come. Uh, you know, once the people have got free movement, eating outside, or so once the entire once the entire scenario outside is becoming more or less like, like the old days. Then the old days, the diseases will come back, you know. Now, today, you will you, not find a patient complaining too much, yeah, I have got a gastrointestinal upset, I want to go to a doctor to get, for, for some gastrointestinal problem, or because I'm not going out, so I don't get infection of respiratory tract as well, I don't get infection because pollution is less. So respiratory tract infection is low. So as a whole, and there's a contact between people. So infection as a whole has gone now. So if once the old old world order comes back, if, if, if I think all right, it's just like what it is month of February, March, uh, last February or last January, the way the world was, the same world prevails, then once again we'll be getting infections. Once again we'll be getting patients. But as I, as I see that if at all, I stretch it, uh, see, after the month of uh, July, June, July, for the normalcy to come back. So, you have already lost. You have lost April, May, June, more or less, you know. Three months you have lost from the year. So, how can you get growth? And sir, on the, uh, on the, on the remark that you just made, uh, that bigger brands will become bigger and the smaller guys will lose. So, whether the bigger brands will take market share from the number 5, 7, 8 brands or it will be the tail brands that will lose and uh, let's say the top 10 no, brands. No, see, let me tell you. 
a doctor for for the survey is tells us that a doctor cannot remember more than 120 brands consciously, I mean subconsciously. 120 brands he can remember. I mean his subconscious can remember. So what the new companies do? They try to kind of go and keep on hammering the doctor with a new brand. And then, you know, something or the other gets replaced. So the brand comes in his pen. He Once he gets a patient, say, for example, suffering with hyperacidity, and he is thinking about writing a PPI, he is not thinking, his hand is writing the brand. You know, I mean, it reflects. So the reflex comes for those brands in legacy. Now, say, for example, I'm suffering with, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, edema, or I got, so I need a diuretic. Doctor will not think whether he should write, he can even write, write lasix. You know, it's like that. So what I'm saying is, naturally, the legacy brands, which are entrenched in the doctor's subconscious, regardless of the medical representative going and meeting him or reminding him about the brand, he will write them. Now, the smaller companies who are getting the prescription fair shares, why will they lose? Because they were getting the prescriptions by going and regularly hammering them. The doctor, please write this, or doctor, please write this, 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 this. Now, by repeated visits, by repeated calls, they were getting some amount of uh, uh, mind share of the doctor. But now, because the doctors will also not be very friendly with the medical representatives, the newer companies will have more rejections. Newer, uh, smaller players, I mean, say, smaller players in the sense who are relatively new or doesn't have as much of brand value. You know, that's a recall value, you know. A brand, I mean, a doctor has got a recall value. So, if at all he has to write, uh, say, for example, a statin. For him to remember a sorvas or maybe uh, a tonat is not as much a problem. To uh, think, sit down and think about a company which is recently launched before five years, six years, eight years back, and the brand is not as much known. So these problems are going to be there. So there will be. That's why I said uh, there is an opportunity for the bigger companies to consolidate the partner. Okay. Okay. And so, uh, on the supply chain part of it, um, uh, what we can now read is that most of the supply side issues from China got resolved. But yeah. do you think that there will be a pivot towards more manufacturing in India in terms of these starting raw materials? Because which is where we are not, never invested as much as yeah. Yeah. China. So, I, so think, I, I do think, but it will take time. It cannot happen overnight. I mean, uh, however uh, the world wants to wish away China, However, the world is thinks to wish China, China, it's not happen. Because, you see, I mean, they have got everything. I mean, you cannot run a business and say, oh, no, 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 I don't want to buy from China. And when I have the starting material from that time, I'll start. Then what happens to your business? So you need a starting material right now. By the time the uh, India becomes, uh, you know, kind of uh, sufficiently well-equipped to handle starting material API business, then things are going to change, but for now, the China has is opening up is a good news for the industry. Right. And sir, in terms of, again, uh, dealer replenishment and uh, retail, so given that mostly medical shops are still open, but uh, interest rate movement is still restricted, so do you see that having an impact on volume going forward, or that is an issue which will get sorted sooner rather than later? See, it will get sorted. I mean, it will get sorted. But, I mean, I'm not, I'm giving a time horizon of, say, at least June, June, middle of June, or June end, by the time it will get fully sorted. But as of now, there are different difficulties. It is for larger companies uh, to complete the uh, supply chain uh, thing, you know, right from the factory to the warehouse to the Central go down to different peripheral areas. It is a very complicated chain. So up to the retailer level, it takes time, and then uh, they are having problems in supplying medicines, and there is nobody to kind of carry the stuff. You know, I think uh, some large companies are looking because the company I work, so I am in touch with them. So they are even using speed posts. They are using postal service. You know, so they have got vans. They are the supplying. So. All the companies will not be able to use these this, uh, this, uh, this things 
and they are also very limited in in scope. You know, if you say, "I want to use the postal van to supply my medicine," how many postal vans are there? Uh, and how many companies will be thinking about this particular way of doing it? So, supply chain disruption is a creating problem, but there is no shortage of medicine. I mean, you will not find, you will not, you will not see that you know a patient is really saying, you know, I am not getting any medicine. You know, it's not like that. So, so, what is happening is a lot of substitution taking place. I mean, if something is being prescribed, uh, the the chemist, the pharmacist can say, call it, I'll give you a generic product, or I'll be giving you other companies' products. These are happening. As such, if you ask me, as of now, there is no shortage of medicine. They are available. I do not know about the interior markets. That's a different story. I haven't got any information. But I don't think, by and large, there is no shortage of medicine. Huh. Thanks. Mike, on how the trade generic uh, market has got impacted in this uh, lockdown and implementation, do you see any change in strategy or trade generic strategy of pharma companies? Because in the last couple of quarters or the last one couple of years, we have seen that trade generic market has consistently grown and there is a thought that it is taking away market share from other ethical drugs, which is one of the reasons why the volume growth has been slow. Yeah. So, the, you know, the trade generic right now, what are they facing? See, the, the problem is that for, as I said, the business has shifted now during these few months, uh, has shifted towards more of chronic business and that to the legacy uh, businesses like, you know, cardiology, diabetology, psychiatry, etc. Now, they are all, so they are all prescription filling business. Hmm. The doctors prescribe somebody as followers. So the patient will be asking the, the, the pharmacy to give him scholars. Hmm. Formerly what was happening was that the, as the patient was moving in the market, after getting a prescription, he is going to the market uh, and going to a trade generic uh, counter and asking him to give me uh, cheaper medicine. So those, this, this is an activity by itself. That activity has gone down now. Hmm. You know, if I am a patient and say for example I cannot afford or I... I'm thinking about, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, a substitution of a trade generic. Then I'll be going and shopping for it, right? Mm. So now the shopping is not taking place. Now most of the time what is happening is you are calling in my pharmacy, the pharmacy is supplying a medicine at home, more or less. And uh, there is not so substitution is taking place even now. But no trade generic counters, these patients may not be going now. So now, point number one is that number of patients have gone down. There are no patients. And number two is that whatever doctor is prescribing, in case the doctor is prescribed, he is prescribing it 90% to 90% through telephone. And telephone, the name he says, the patient goes and buys that thing only, right? Hmm. The patient will not really now go and say, I'll let it go and shop now to find out whether I can get a cheaper variety and stuff. This is not happening now. I do not have tomorrow. Okay. But uh, trade generic market would be much more fragmented than the typical branded generic market, right? So you will have a lot of uh, small yeah, manufacturers. Yeah, small, but then there is also, uh, you know, uh, you know, an underlying uh, understanding among some uh, good players. They are also understanding how like this will be tomorrow's business. Hmm. There are some companies who are doing only pure trade businesses also, uh, advertising properly and stuff. But it is now confined more or less in this. As I said, I don't know, sometime back I told, hmm. that look, in trade generic business there are two sides. One side is an educated trade generic business. The other side is uneducated. Hmm. Educated side is what? Where, I mean, you as, a, as an educated person, you understand. Hmm. Look, there is a trade generic available, hmm. and if doctors prescribe so and so, so I can go to so and so, and I can get a cheaper price. So why don't I go and bargain? So it's an educated uh, attempt, hmm. and that is more or less among the middle class. Hmm. But if you go to the lower middle class segment, which is, uh, say for example, a patient is going to uh, a shop in, if it is in Mumbai, in Dharavi, hmm. or maybe in a slum area, and there is a pharmacy. So, if I am going with the pharmacy, will be pushing. Because he is not educated, he will be giving him. So, he said, all right, doctor, I mean, doctors prescribe, say, for example, uh, cetrizine uh, of Glaxo by the, by the brand name Cetrizine. 
फार्मेसी कैन वेरी फुल्ली यू नो सब्सिट्यूट समथिंग एल्स सो देर आर टू सेगमेंट यू नाउ प्लेइंग आउट इन द मार्केट इन दी पेरी आर्बन मार्केट पेरी आर्बन और रूरल मार्केट इट इज द प्ले ऑफ दिट इज द पावर और दर दियर पावर ऑफ द फार्मेसी और द अनएजुकेटेड मार्क्स दैट दिट जेनरिक्स आर आर मूविंग एंड हियर इन दिन अदर पार्ट अगर स्टेट एजुकेटेड पार्ट they understand the benefit of uh, trade generic part in terms of pricing so they go and seek for it so one by one is one party is seeking other parties are being forced to take you know so that's how the generic business I mean, am i i don't know that I could, because the moment you think about it the population is just kind of segmented now you think all right there is a segment Uh, a, a you know a rural guy who doesn't understand anything hmm. and the doctor prescribes a brand and he goes to the pharmacy the pharmacy says to him you take this at times the patient will not even ask ki aapne mujhe ye theek diya ki galat diya hai that's right that's right ye to ye ho gaya then there is one more thing if the patient goes to the uh, with the prescription the pharmacy talks to the to, to the guy Mm-hmm. So there is a cheaper variety available. We would like to have that. Correct. Right. So, so there is precious selling. Uh, the first thing, educated and uneducated. Uh, push versus pull factor. Yeah, push versus pull factor. You're right. But basically, should we expect this to change? The dynamics to change substantially over the medium to long term once the lockdown is lifted, or we expect no, I mean, that I mean, to go back to normal once? Yeah, the generic, trade generic business or generic business. I am I am taking it totally uh, apart from this uh, outside of this COVID uh, scenario. Uh, that business will definitely grow. I mean, to my mind, in the long term, if you ask me, that business is has got a tremendous potential to grow. Because India as a country is uh, signed the patent, and uh, you know, new drugs are not uh, very difficult to launch now by reverse engineering. And if I say that, if by reverse engineering is not possible, so naturally, new drugs. Or new brand which is been launched by, say, for example, Boringer Ingalam or maybe Lilly Lilly, that cannot come to India through a reverse engineering route. So they have to wait for the patent expiry. Now look at Vilnagrittin. What happened? The Vilnagrittin uh, is basically Novartis, Novartis uh, research. It was their brand, and then they have given it to uh, license out to a couple of other companies. Now the moment the brand has now gone out of patent. It has become more or less generic. From 40 rupees tablet, it has come to 5 rupees. Can you imagine this? Now, if that scenario continues, then the <laughs> market becomes generic only, ultimately. So, I mean, longer run generic market, it will be taking the shape of the uh, Western countries also. See, if you go to Western countries, what do you see? You see that American representative of a company doesn't talk about more than two or three products. Because these two or three products are patented, anything which is gone out of patent, they don't discuss. You know, so it is pharmacist choice which they will be giving as a generic product. You know, so that is going to happen in India also. But I, uh, it has got nothing to do with COVID. Uh, after this COVID thing is okay, so trade generic is immediately going to flourish. I don't see that. But yeah, there is one more aspect. Definitely, the aspect is the one of economy. The economy is under recession and goes into depression. Then definitely uh, everybody will be thinking about you know how can I get a cheap thing? How can I get a cheap thing? Then that can uh, that can have a you know spin effect on the trade generic market. If I mean from the point of view of economic side, so I am talking about two or three aspects of the generic market. One is that as I said, educated, uneducated market, push pull as you said rightly. The other point, as I'm saying, is if the economic depression comes in, uh, then uh, the money will be a big problem. I think people will have difficult uh, time to uh, run their families, uh, forget about medicine. So, if, in, in case of when they need medicine, they'll definitely think about a bargain. My first question is with regards to you know any cost levers which companies may have at this point of time. 
do you think that the, the, the lower domestic sales is going to impact their margins or these companies usually have some cost levers, let's say, kind of promotion spend which you spoke about, right? are there ways to reduce it? Can they like not give it during these times or it's just that, you know, they have to keep the doctor clinic and these things will uh, necessarily happen and hence the margins will uh, take a hit? No, I, I think I will be clear about that point. I mean, of course, this, this is a different the way I imagine is that if I have got now uh, money uh, which is with me for marketing spend, so I mean, marketing spend can mean various ways. It doesn't mean that it's uh, uh, marketing spend only in area of samples or some gift articles. The marketing spend is happening in various ways. And I don't want to detail them in a conference call. You know that what happens. Okay. Right. Now, those pens will be carted. Now, we just think about a foreign country uh, conference. Now, so say, uh, there is a cardiological conference in America. Uh, so, doctors will be traveling to USA for attending the conference. But that does not happen now. So, that money is saved. So, you've got also diabetology conference in, say, for example, in Europe or in USA. Likewise, you've got so many conferences, forget about other zones. I'm talking about the, the real academic conferences which takes place in India as well as outside. They will not be happening now. You know, so those spends are going to be totally, uh, will be pocketed by the companies. Now, if they want to spend the money in a totally different way, you know, uh, where the cash goes out in some other form, I do not know that part, you know. Mm-hmm. That is a different story. But otherwise, this money is available, no? So in that sense, margin may not get impacted even if the sales uh, has to fall. Yeah, that's the thing. If, if there is two percent, if there is a percent, a percent, two percent loss of revenue, uh, that is, uh, that is, that is compensated by the, uh, more than, you know, by, like I said, a large company will be having 300 crores in their hand. Where the money goes now? Now, that is one part, and uh, during the year, there will be price rises also. They will take a price hike, uh, which is available to them. They will take the price hike. They will not spend, they will not need the money to spend as much as they were spending before. So, that is going to, that, that lumpy amount is going to be there in their hand, in terms of giving them a push in the bottom line. In the last uh, uh, one year, especially, we have seen that the price hike being taken by the companies is usually pretty uh, high. Mm-hmm. It has moved up from 3 percentage size now 5 to 7, 6 percentage size, which is being effective in the ICD, I understand. Yeah. So, you see in current scenario as well, where, you know, as you said that, you know, people's income will be hit. Companies will go for the maximum uh, price hike, even in the non DPCO portfolio, which is allowable up to 10 percent size, or there will be some kind of softening in the price hike. No, you see, it will all depend on, you know, it will, it will, be, it will vary from company to company's understanding of the environment. Uh, you know, as a hard, as a mentality, you know, people don't try to change their habits easily. This is all I find, I think, is available, let me take the price, price high. Some companies might think, no, I will not take it. So, it is very difficult to answer this question. Uh, because what was happening before this, I mean, Economic crisis, as it, when it comes, how is it going to hit the companies? Whether the companies, instead of taking a price rise, they will be taking a price cut, you do not know. So there could be a scenario in which the companies will be fighting with trade generics, you know. So that also is a, there's a possibility. Now, look at this business you can launch. I don't know how many of you have really uh, watched that. That is the first um, brand uh, which was... Uh, Patented and going out of patent. This is the first instance. Historically speaking, we have never seen any other brand going out of patent. I mean, a large brand going out of patent and then seeing what happens. It is a case uh, which has happened in Villa Gliptin. Villa Gliptin, uh, Galavas of, uh, of, of Novartis, uh, was priced at 40 rupees a tablet. Mm-hmm. Now, the moment the patent goes, goes away, the company that launched it at 5 rupees, 3 rupees a tablet. Where is the margin then? So it, it is indirectly in becoming kind of a generic only, you know? Right. So, last question. Yeah. Last question from my side. On the regulatory front, given the disruption in the market and the overall victory coming, 
Do you think that the impending or the fear is the market or had on the regulatory side which can impact the company? So two things which come to my mind. First is the trade margin cap, and second is that uh, it's been five years since the last revision, major revision of NPPA pricing formula happened or the NPPA list happened. Mm-hmm. So do you think what are your thoughts on these two regulatory actions? Given that now we have different challenges to fight, different battles to fight, and partner is uh, pretty important in this uh, in this fight against COVID. So do you think that these uh, will still be pursued by the regulators and government or these will permanently go for a toss or maybe these will go for a toss for few quarters of one year and then, you know, this might again come back? So what see, are the see as long as the department exists, things will come back. But, I mean, as you say, rightly said that now these are three very kind of uh, uh, extraordinary times, you know. So I do not think that the government is going to look, look at these things at first now, that there will be a lot of other things to do, so they will not be tinkering with, they know the industrial growth is going down, GDP is going to go down. So they will not do anything by which, you know, the industry gets, so once again, uh, an industry gets perturbed uh, uh, or unnecessarily disturbed. So they, I do not think that there will be regulatory challenges will be there as much. The regulatory rigor was there in a normal time, in a difficult time, regulatory rigor goes to go down, usually. So I think that, uh, I don't think that NPPA and stuff like that, those pricing challenges are going to be uh, an issue uh, for this, uh, for, near, for the near future, near term. I don't think so. Yeah, uh, check your views on the SQQS and whether, uh, how is it, how, is, how do you think the way going forward for the trust? given we are reading so much about it in the newspapers now. No, I think it is going to die down after after a couple of months, it will be over. Okay, so as in, uh, as in the doctors are recommending it, not recommending it, what is your take? See, I mean, the, see, the point is that there is a lot and lot and lot of controversy around the drug. If the drug was too effective, then why people are dying, you know? They will not die. Then you will not see such a huge death rate in USA or stuff like that. This is a drug, basically, you see, chloroquine is a drug for malaria, it is a, and the mechanism of work of the drug is totally in the area of ferritin and uh, carrying of uh, ferritin and oxygen, etc., etc. And uh, uh, this hydroxychloroquine uh, uh, sulfate is one drug which is safer compared to chloroquine, and that is used more as, as an, you know, this other side of the story, which is our doctors do not, uh, I mean, people don't talk, is that particularly HCQ, the hydroxychloroquine uh, uh, sulfate is used for rheumatoid arthritis. It is not used for malaria. Malaria, they are using chloroquine. Hydroxychloroquine sulfate they are using more for uh, rheumatoid arthritis. And that is an autoimmune disease. Now, if at all I am giving and the immunity goes down, so there are also other side, side effects or other uh, drawbacks of this product as well. So why do you forget that? So this is a wave. So don't count on a wave that is going to be there for... People are making a good, you know, as the weather is conducive, so they are making hay. So, but otherwise, I don't know if the story will be over in the few four months time. Okay, okay, okay. And the last one is my view. I mean, I don't know. This is my view, yeah. Yeah. And uh, last one from my side, so between, so as you said, that the brand recognition and uh, brands may survive, given the fact that MNCs generally have a uh, decently long parentage, have been there, uh, and have fewer brands, uh, so would they gain, will they stand to gain in the current scheme of things? See, I mean, if you look at the MNC's performance, they are doing well even now. The point is that it is not only MNC. It is a, a large-sized company. There is Indian or MNC. Whosoever has gone and uh, and marketed their brands in a way by which the, the, the brand got a, what I call a legacy value. Any brand has got a 200, 300 crore size, 200, 150 crore size. It's a brand which is now entrenched in the doctor's mind. Okay, it is there in the subconscious. So automatically now, if at all, in the absence of other connectivity, in the absence of other medical reps coming and pushing or talking to him about their new brand or their brand, 
they will tend to prescribe the old one, right? Which is there in the mind. I mean, this is what we call a recall value. In the mind, the recall value is of an older brand, not a newer brand. He was prescribing a newer brand, a company which is the small, their brand he was prescribing. But the brand could not really, I'm not saying everybody, but the brand could not get entrenched in the subconscious uh, IC. I mean, it's not as easy. But then there are few doctors who are... Uh, Used to, I mean, they used to prescribing a small company brand for quite some time. They were saying, "Your view on China? So we all know it, uh, the global dependency on China and yeah. India is also no different. So, how do you see this standing out given in the wake of this crisis? So, do you think this will change going forward? And do you think India, knowing the Indian uh, scenario, understanding it better, do you see this?" Even India, India is capable to get, grab this opportunity. See, I mean, India has got the capability of grabbing opportunity, but when is the question? You see, I mean, to start to, say, for example, from China, what we we don't import from China any finished product. We from China we we bring API. I don't, not even API. We bring intermediaries and we kind of maybe an intermediary we bring or starting material or intermediary. Or API. Now these are huge plants. There are there facilities. If you go to China and see them, they're huge plants. I'll give an example to you. Penicillin G is a is a very important starting material for manufacturing many antibiotics, cephalosporins, etc., etc. Now in India, if you start and once you get a new penicillin plant, penicillin G plant, will take time. It cannot happen overnight. You you cannot just think about so right China everybody is now they hate China so I'll from tomorrow I'll start a chemical factory and then they'll produce it from 15 days it doesn't happen that way you know so it takes time so it will it will take time it will not happen overnight there is a possibility of decentralizing the procurement of API or pharmaceutical or for that matter anything. Across the globe, people are thinking, no, we will not concentrate only on one country, we will now try to diversify. India will be a beneficiary. Now, India will be a beneficiary, be it in the area of a telecom sector or be it in the area of uh, pharmaceuticals. It will take time to create facilities, to create uh, production capacities, facilities. It is not happening. It needs money, a uh, lot of things involved. So, China story is more... Uh, uh, more of a story. It's like uh, people can imagine and can they can fantasize, but it's a fantasy. It's going to happen immediately. Look at the even now. Uh, from whom are you getting the testing material? This COVID testing kits. Who is supplying it to you? It's China. And then you are finding it. This those testing kits are not effective. Then you are talking to China once again. They are saying no, no, no. Either we are supplying you once again. Who do? Who can you go to? Yeah. The world is looking at China even now, and then they cannot change it overnight. Baba, if you think in that line, it's very easy to say that, you know, we will not take Chinese uh, this thing, Chinese that thing. It is not going to happen overnight. Yeah, uh, thanks everybody for joining on the call.